Oh, okay. So how was everyone's week since we last talked? Wrong. Glenn's thumbs up. You weren't even here last week. Do you know what I talked about last week? Did, you had a date? You're here for worship and left, yeah. Because you knew I was talking, huh? And you decided to take off? I understand. I definitely understand. No. Um, so um, I, I had a, kind of an interesting week myself. Um, I, I know I, t- I was talking about, um, you know, just the condition of our country and how I felt, how things were going. And, and then I, I was reading about lamentations and lamenting in front of God. And, and uh, we were talking about those things and, and with Jeremiah. And um, I had an a opportunity, believe it or not. You know, um, I, go to this, I told you I go to a men's thing on Wednesdays. And the pastor up there that usually talks about it, he always says that, you get an opportunity, and depending on what situation it is, you have an opportunity to do different things. But um, Monday, Monday morning, it's funny how God answers prayers sometimes, but and He does it right away. But um, Monday morning or Monday afternoon, um, I was working where where the shop was. We were busy, and this uh, elderly couple with their daughter came in, and I would say the daughter's probably about my age, she, in her fifties or sixties. I'm not 60, but I'm in her 50s or 60s. But the parents are 90, and they came in, and their car was making noise. And then I didn't know at the time, but they had pulled up, and I thought they were looking for a smog. Usually that's what people do. And they walked inside the office, and they talked to Jacob, who was working the front for me. And he, uh, he told them, oh, no, we're really busy. We don't have any time. And as they were walking by, uh, right by me, where, where I was doing a smog, I just felt like I needed to ask them. Did, did, you get, did you get taken care of? I, or, you know, did someone help you? And so I just, I blurted those words out. There's, here's my opportunity. I just said, hey, did you, did you get taken care of? Did you need some help? And they're like, oh, no, we didn't. And I said, well, how can I help you? And they had a noise with their car. And so um, I, I stopped what I did, was doing, working on the smog, and just came and took, spent like five minutes, ten minutes listening to their vehicle just to check the noise out. And, I, I, and I, we determined on what was wrong. And that it was a major problem. It wasn't a minor problem. And they, you know, they asked me, do you think we can make it back to Newport Beach? And I says, I don't think you can make it back to Newport Beach. So um, the next thing that comes up is, well, how soon can you fix it? <laughs> you know, so it's like, it was a major job. It was a timing chain. So if you know anything about cars, timing chain, we have to tear apart the front part of the motor. Um, it was, it was going to be a big job. And, and I already had work to do. I already had scheduled work and work to do. And so I, uh, I said, well, the best I can do is I could possibly have it done by Friday. And they had a place out at Creston, so um, they were debating on whether they're going to get a rental car and go home or what they were going to, you know, go all the way back to Newport Beach or what they were going to do. And I guess in the midst of it, they decided to go ahead and stay and wait um, here in, in the North County. And, and so I called Enterprise. Enterprise came and picked them up. They did what they said, like their commercials. And... Um, uh, and so they got a rental car, and they went, well, in the meantime, um, we're trying to, we, we, are, we were able to kind of start working on it on Wednesdays when I first was able to get, get to work on it. And we started working on it in between some other jobs we had because we're waiting for parts. And, um, but they had called several times each day asking me how I was doing on their car. <laughs> so sometimes, you know, when we, we, we you know, we want to, you know, but the, um, anyways, we, we got done. We didn't get it done until Friday night at 9 o'clock, but we did get it done for them. And they came and picked it up at Friday at like 9.20 because they had to be back in Newport Beach Monday morning for doctor's appointments. And it was p.m., yeah, 9, p, 9 p.m., not 9 a.m. We got it done. 
we stayed late to finish it. So, um, but we got it done. Anyways, um, one of the things that I wanted to, to mention about that, not just about the whole experience, because, I mean, it was, it, you know, when we, when we ask God, you know, we, we want to be able to show people who God really is, who, who he is in our hearts, and, and they, they see that in us. Um, you know, sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes, you know, because towards the end there, when they kept calling, and on Friday they called me like five times, and it was like, you know, are you going to have it done? Are you going to have it done? Are you going to have it done? And, I, and then finally the, the daughter calls me and says, they got appointments on Monday, and I need the car. We need to get back. I'm like going, okay, we're going to stay late. We'll get it done. But um, it got a little, little frustrating for my part. You know, I mean, I, I want to I show people who God is. And, but when I, when I first was talking to him, let me back up. Um, when I was first talking to them, um, I, when I listened to it, the daughter came over to me, and she says, she told me, thank you. I mean, and you could tell it was from her heart. She was really sincere about it, that I took the time to stop and listen to their noise and determine on what was wrong. And when they picked the car up, she was also the same way. She was very thankful. And that made me think of, you know, I was able to bring some calm and peace into them. And it wasn't because of me. It was because of the calm and peace that was in me from Jesus, not, not because of, you know, it's who Jesus made me or God, as God's made me, not, not because I'm spectacular. Um, you know, but, it, uh, but I am. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, so I, I just wanted to let you know, I had an opportunity to do the thing that I, I was talking about that, that very Sunday, you know, about lamenting and showing the world who Jesus really is, who, what, what, what we're really about. You know, we're not here to offend people. We're not here to, we're here to show you what, what life is like and what, what Jesus is like. And so I had the opportunity and it, and it, the opportunity happened and I, I, I you know stepped forward into it, and not knowing what was going to happen, what was going to transpire, just went into it. Now I didn't have a chance to say you know you know anything about God or Jesus or anything in the whole situation, but um, I, ha- I have a feeling that you know they recognized the daughter did recognize something, and because she was very thankful of what, of what happened. So um, uh, I have a uh, kind of like a tie-in to um, what I spoke to last week, which I think is on the website, is on, can, can, not yet, okay, well, well, when it's on there, Richard, you can listen to it, okay, okay, because <laughs> Richard missed last week, so uh, I want him to listen to it, so, and he was your date, Richard was your date, okay, I, I heard that you, uh, he, you didn't even give the chance to um, ask him, you just told him what was happening, yeah, so, okay, so, okay, all right, so, um, I, I was uh, I was thinking about what God wanted me to speak about this week, and one of the things that came up was um, answered prayer, and um, so I was um, reading in the um, using the Blue Letter Bible. I don't know if you ever guys you use that, but that's it's pretty cool. It's a it's a website and lets you type in phrases, and you can look up any different versions. It gives you like the like the Jewish word if you want to know what the Jewish word or Aramaic word or Greek word or anything for anything in the Bible, but um, so I, I just typed in the word prayer, and the word prayer occurs 105 times in 99 verses. Now, it doesn't seem like a lot, but it was, it was prayer. And if you, uh, if you use, um, you know, pray or you change it up, then you, you get different versions of it, how many times it's used. And so um, I was, uh, there were um, lots of different verses, uh, lots of different verses that came up, a lot of them in the New Testament, Old Testament. It says, um, uh, Let's see here. There was a couple of them here I wanted to just bring out. It says, um, uh, 
Moses says, reply, I have gone out to the city. I will spread my hands in prayer to the Lord. The thunder will stop and there'll be no more hail so that you may know that the earth is the Lord's. Um, there was also, let's see, the, let's see there was um, there was in, uh, oh, shoot, I can't even read that. Can I read that? Oh, First Kings, it says, give your attention to the Lord's servant's prayer and his plea for mercy. Lord, my God, heal, hear the cry and the prayer of your servant and praying in the presence, in your presence this day. And um, so um, there's lots of different, lots of different verses, verses in there. And it took me to, um, it took me to John 17. So if you've got a Bible, if you don't have a Bible, I'm sorry, I don't have it up on the screen like Roger. Um, but if you want to go to John 17, um, in John 17, it, um, it talks about, uh, this is Jesus. He's praying for himself. He's praying for, um, he, he's praying for his disciples, and then he's praying for everyone that comes after that. So let me hit go here. Here we go. Go. There we go. Um, yes. Hey, how about that? I like that. This is, I don't have to flip pages or anything. I just do that. Get all. Um, so it says, um, so in the chapter before this, in, in chapter 16, um, uh, Jesus is talking about di uh, different things, and he says something that, um, actually, you know what, I'll probably should, I should go there. Um, he, says, um, he says something, and the disciples catch on, and he says it um, in a way that they understand, and um, they, uh, let's see here, here we go, and they, they tell him, oh, you said that plainly, we can understand you, and um, let me get there, it says, um, it says, they kept asking, what does it mean by a little while? He's talking about him just going to be with them a little while longer. We don't understand what you're saying. Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this. So he said to them, you are, are you asking one another what I meant when I said, I, in a little while you will see um, me no more, and then in a little while you'll, you'll see me. And barely truly I tell you, you will weep and you will mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when the baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy. And the child is born into the world. So it is with you. Now is your time to grieve. And you will see, and I will see you again, and you'll rejoice. And no one will take your joy away from you. And then further down, it does say, uh, let me see, let me get that. Um, it says here, it says, it says, um, in the day you will ask in my name, and I am not saying that I will ask the Father on your behalf. No, the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and, I, and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and entered the world. Now I'm leaving the world and going back to the Father. Then Jesus' disciple says, now you're speaking clearly without figures of speech. Now we can see that you know all things and that you do not even need to have to ask anyone questions. This makes us believe that you came from God. And then Jesus poses this question for him. He says, do you now believe? He's, after all they've gone through, after all they've seen, all the miracles and everything else, and he's asking them again. So anyways, and a time is coming, and in fact, it, it has come when you will scatter each to your own home. You will leave me um, alone, yet I'm not alone, for the Father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble but take heart, I have overcome the world. 
And that kind of ties into what I was um, talking about um, the other day. But Jesus says in John 17, he has this prayer that he, um, let, me see, let me go space, 17. I'm not left-handed, I'm sorry. Um, go, see if it goes there. It goes there, okay. So he has this prayer. It says, after Jesus said these things, he looked towards heaven and prayed, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so that your son may glorify you. You've granted him authority over all the people that he might give eternal life to those you have given him. Now this eternal life that they may know the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have, I have brought your glory to the earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in the presence with the glory I have had with you before the world began. I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. They are yours. They gave, they gave them, you gave them to me, and they uh, obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. So he, he's praying for himself. He's praying for, he's going to start praying for the disciples. He's talking to them about sharing. And um, then he gives us uh, the opportunity to do the same things. Um, he has uh, he t- he wants to encourage their faith, um, and through through this prayer, he wants us to do the same. Um, he continues on. He says, um, "For I gave them the words you gave me; they accepted them. They knew uh, with certainty that I came from you, and they believe that you sent me. I pray for them. I am not praying for the world, but I'm praying for those you have given me, for they are yours. All I have is yours." And all you have is mine. The glory has come to me through them. I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world. I'm coming to you, Holy Father. Protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be as one as we are one. And that, that, that verse right there was the one that I wanted to kind of use because I know that as a church, I talked about us being um, you know, individual churches, but we need to come together as one church. And the, the, Jesus is saying here that we need to be one and together. We need to be under a, a one, as one that will be stronger, will be more powerful, will be, will have uh, more unity. And he does talk about unity um, in, in this, in these verses, but we need to have that. We need to come together and have no more separation between us like we do on the Wednesday mornings when I um, we go to uh, this men's group. There's um, you guys weren't here last week. There's you know, 30 different churches that are represented with 100 guys or 100 plus guys, and we just get together and we just um, first there's a, we have some scriptures we read. We discuss the scriptures among the table and what they mean to us, and then um, there's a guy that someone that speaks, and then he talks. That he, right now he's going through Romans. He's been going through Romans for. I don't know, six months, seven months, eight months, something. He's been going through Romans a long time. And he's just been taking like two or three verses and just using two or three verses out of Romans. And, and it, it's been pretty, pretty powerful. He uses other scriptures to tie it in, but really he's just talking about that. And then we just, um, we'll get together, we'll pray with one person or two people, and then we go out for our day. It's a good pick-me-up. And I, we need that unity. We need, that, we need to be able to come together and um, be able to, to pray, for, pray for our country, pray for our world. We're... We're in, um, we're in the world, but we're not of the world, like it says in, in, in John there, um, when Jesus was talking about that. And we need to understand that 
Um, we need to make our presence felt. And um, one of the things that, was, um, that came to mind as I was thinking about this is, is our IDs. Um, each of us has an, well, most of us have an ID, a driver's license or an identification card that says who we are, where we live, or gives our description of our height and stuff. And um, it made me think about what we get, where we get individually in our own lives, where do we get our identification? How, how do we um, identify ourselves? And is that in our jobs or in our, our marriage or in our families or in our children? Um, you, we could see it throughout the, you know, throughout the world, throughout our own town. You know, some people have their identity if their child is a, a good um, a person in school. They're, they're very um, smart and they do well in school. Sometimes we can take our, our identity of that. Um, we, or if they're good uh, uh, sports, they're good in sports, football, baseball, we may have our identity in that. Or if we're really good at our job, we may have our identity in our job. And one of the things that um, I know I strive for is I strive for when people come to my, my business that, you know, they know that they can trust me. I'm trustworthy. I, I say what I'm going to do. And then also um, that um, when, they, when they, they can trust me. But I don't want my identity to be in that. I want my identity to be in who Jesus is and what Jesus means to me and how I live my life. It, all those other things, the other parts of those out of my business, and, and I say it all the time, you know, people say, you got a really good business. You, you, must, you, know, you must do really well. I said, you know, I, I, I do okay, but I'm not the one in charge of my business. God's in charge of my business. And I tell people that all the time. It's not me. I, 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 personally, I don't think sometimes I make the smart business decisions. I've, ma I've made some bad ones. I've made some, you know, you know, especially when it comes to advertising and, and sometimes um, I don't like to be confronted with people. So especially if it's a salesperson, I try to, you know, I try to pick and choose my words, but, you know, sometimes it's, okay, let's just do it. Get them off, you know, quit calling me. Let's be over and done with this. I'm, I'm tired of this. And I get lots of calls. And so if you're ever been a business owner, you or worked with someone before, I get lots of calls about that. And I, I, part of me understands. They're trying to do their job. They're trying to, they're trying to make a living. They're, that's what they do. And sometimes, for them, no is not an option. So anyways, um, I've made some mistakes. But I, God's always blessed me. He's always blessed my business. And um, he's always, because I, the, the, where I stand, where my rock and my foundation is. And that's what um, our foundation needs to be. All of us, and I know, I, I know that everyone here, most everyone here, is probably has that foundation, and that's why you're here. You're here every Sunday, and you're, you're you gather to hear a good good sermon and you're to be taught and to learn something. But you're also gathered for the fellowship because this fellowship means, you know, you're not doing it on your own, but we're here individually to, as a group to pray for each other, to lift each other up, to worship together. There's a dynamic in that. That's why. Um, Jesus says, "Do not forsake gathering together, because we need to. We need that. We we don't need to be um, off on our own, just trying to figure it out. Sometimes we can't. Sometimes we need someone to, you know, God will put someone in our life to give us words of wisdom and, and understand, you know, what's happening around us, and or encourage us, uh, you know, in what we're doing, and then also when we are struggling, when we're struggling with certain certain things that we see and we share, you know, hey, I, I don't like this." I don't like what's happening, and we can get together and we can pray and and um, in encourage each other. And um, so, it also made me think um, when it was going through here. It says here. I mean, let me finish. I'm going to finish John here. I need to finish it because it, at the end it says something that. Um, 
And I know, I know you guys know this, but it says, it says here, okay, verse 12. It says, while I was with them, I protected them. I kept them safe by the name you gave me. I said that one. I'm coming to you now. Let's see here. Um, in the world, uh, it says, I'm coming to you now, but I say these things while I'm still in the world so that they may know the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word. The word has um, hated them. Let's see. And the world has hated them. For they are not of the world any more than I'm of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world even as I'm not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is a truth. So God's word is a truth. And it could sanctify us. It could make us, even when we're being convicted by the world, God's word will sanctify us. And that's happened to Paul, that's happened to Peter. A lot of them, after, you know, after Jesus left, the, the word of God sanctified them. It kept them, even when they were being accused or being, and I know Roger was talking about Paul and how he was going around and being, you know, he'd come in and the, the establishment would say he's stirring things up and he's, you know, they didn't like it. They didn't like change. And, um, you know, sometimes most of us don't like change and the world does change very fast especially when it comes to uh, certain areas, technology for once. We don't, you know, we get, we get used to one thing and we don't like another thing, you know, especially a flip phone, right, Richard? <laughs> he doesn't like, Richard says that text ruined his phone, so he doesn't like text. So, um, so uh, and then Jesus says in uh, 17 verse 18, says, as you sent me into the world, I sent them into the world. For I sanctify myself that they may too also be truly sanctified. My prayer is not for them alone, but I also pray for those who believe me through their message. And there's the key thing, is he's praying for his disciples, but now he's also praying for everyone else that's coming after them. Through, their mess- through Jesus' message through them, he is now, he's telling them. He says, I, through their message, everyone else that comes after that. And that's encouraging for me that God's, now everyone that, here's my message or here's your message is going to be encouraged. It's going to, you know, that he encourages them also. And we, we don't know who we're going to affect. Just like the, 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 the woman that I talked to on Monday and I, I could see it in her voice, hear it in her voice and see it in her eyes that she was relieved. You know, I, I, I had an effect on her. I know I did. To what degree, I don't know. I don't know what seeds have been planted before. I don't know what seeds are going to be planted afterwards or who's going to come to the the, have the opportunity to reap of the of, the, of that harvest, but something's going to happen at, at some point in time, and we're all a part of that. So it's nice to be a part of you know the reaping. You know when you see the the people coming and coming to the Lord and or being healed or you know or, or having the relationship restored with God even when they walked away. That that's that's awesome. You know, but not everyone gets the opportunity to do that. Not everyone. Not all the time. I mean, you may get it once or twice, but. And other people, you know, like Billy Graham, who gets hundreds and thousands of them, you know, I mean, it's, it's where God has us. But God has us in a place to where we're, that's what we're supposed to do. That's who we are. We're representing God. Um, uh, I was talking to my son. Um, he, he and I rode in this morning, and um, we're, we have a place out the lake, like I shared this morning. And um, we were talking about who we represent and, and what we're known by. And... Um, the place that we we have at the lake used to be Karen's dad's, and everyone at the lake knew Karen's dad. He was he was a very helpful guy. I mean, you had a problem, 
he would go, he would come help you. And, and also, he took very good place of the area. And that's like 10 acres. There's like probably how many different trailers on there? 70 trailers or 70 different trailers that families that come. And right at first, when he was going, it was kind of desolate. It was kind of wasn't being taken care of. But he got there and he became the president of the association. And start, they started doing, doing things. They're straightening it up. And um, he got it cleaned up and it looks really nice. And as Steve and I were talking, um, you know, when, when we're out there, who do we represent when they're they They don't necessarily know me. I mean, they do know me, but they, um, and they don't know Stephen, but they know Don. So when Stephen said, yeah, when they, when they said, they said, well, who do you belong to? They say, he said, Don Collins. Oh, yes, we know Don. And I, and I was telling Stephen, I go, you know, when, when you say that, that's who you're representing to them. That's who you're representing. You're representing Don, so they, they're, they're going to be watching you. They're going to expect a certain thing from you. And when you say that I'm a son and daughter of Jesus, they're going to be watching us. And we might be under a tighter microscope than other people because of, you know, and so when we lose it or when we, you know, and, uh, you know, I was a little frustrated a little bit with that, with that couple because when they kept calling and kept calling and I kept trying to reassure them, I'm trying and I, told, I, and I told you ahead of time, and I was trying to be firm, but I was trying to also be compassionate and understanding. Um, I'm representing Jesus to them. So I, I have to keep it in, in, in check with them, but I also have to keep it in check with my employees. I have to be careful how I present that to the employees. Because I can get frustrated and go to them and go, oh, man, they just called again. They keep calling. And, and, and I've done that. I know I've done that. But I also have to flip it around and, and also try to, you know, be, be, be a boss that's representative of Jesus to my employees and also not just to the people that are coming in. I mean, you know, you, uh, customers come in, they see me for 30 minutes or they see me for 10 minutes or, you know, they only see me. But my employees see me eight hours, 10 hours a day. They don't see me just for, you know, uh, so. And also, you know, my wife sees me. Well, she probably sees me four hours a day, huh? You see me less than I'm always at work. <laughs> but my, you know, my, my children see me. So it's how we respond in those situations and who, how we know who we are. Um, and then where we get our, our identity. And let me go back here. I just want to finish up one last thing here. I had a, um, as I was thinking about this, I was thinking of Ecclesiastes where it talks about every season, you know, there's, and there's a, there was a song, the, the birds did a song about it. They, they used it. I, if you, if you've heard that one, and I was, I was just reading that one, you know, and it was talking about for every season, you know, there's, there's reaping, and there's sowing and reaping, and there's um, birth, and there's dying, and it just talks about um, we, we could be in different seasons. Um, let's see here. It says, um, I want to make sure I'm in the right, where I left off. It says, they may be one. It says, it says, I in them and you in me, this is verse 23, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as, I, as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be where I am, to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you've loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you and they know you have sent me. I have made you known to them, and they will continue to make you known in order that the love I have, you have for me may be in them, and that I myself 
may be in them also. So that, that's the end. That's 26. So the love that he has, God has for Jesus, Jesus has made known to us, and he, he loves us. He loves each one of us, and he wants us to make that known to the rest of us, to the rest of them, to us and the, to them. And to um, have the opportunity to, I, I, one of the things that, you know, I, I know it happened to me, but one of the things I'd like to happen for you guys is to have that opportunity to show that, you know, and for us to recognize the opportunity. That's the key thing. We need to be able to recognize. Even, um, I, I didn't recognize it until after when she came up and she, when, when her eyes were, she said, thank you for taking the time. Thank you for helping me out. My parents are 90 years old and they were nervous. And when I did that, when I saw that and I heard it in her voice and saw it in her eyes, I knew that that was my opportunity. I didn't know it beforehand. I was just, I just, you know, stepped into it. And God gave me the opportunity. God will give us, each of us, an opportunity to do that, to show, um, you know, who Jesus is in our lives, where our foundation is. And that's one of the things that I wanted to share with you guys today is that God's going to give us that opportunity, especially as the climate of our our world is, our nation, our cities, our towns. We have the opportunities, even in these small towns, to, to do it, to act as God's hand and, and feet. That's what he wants us to do. And um, we, we need to be able to do that. Um, we need to be able to step forward. We need to be able to see those opportunities and take a, and just, you know, take a chance. We may fail, like I shared. You know, I don't always make the best business decisions. I made some bad ones. And I've, I failed, but I have also learned from some of those, too. And hopefully I'll learn from more of them as I go along. Um, and I'll keep trusting God in, in, in what I'm doing. Um, I, well, I am going to keep trusting God no matter what. But um, I, I just got to learn from my mistakes and go on. And then I'll, I'll make mistakes also um, in how I, um, how I try to portray who I am. But I'm going to step forward. You know, I, I'm not always articulate. I'm not always going to have all the right words to say. But I, I just need to be available. I need to step forward and just be available to do that. And so um, with that, I'm going to have Carol and Phil come forward and do a little bit of worship. And what I'd like to do is I'd like to, um, I'd like to um, pray for you guys and pray, and pray for all of us, not only as just as our church, but also all the churches in our area, that we would be able to, to work together and be able to have the opportunities also to, and recognize the opportunities that we have um, to be able to spread God's word and be able to spread God's love. Also, um, if you feel you've missed an opportunity to do that, I'd, li- I'd like, to, like to pray for you guys. You know, um, give, give you a, pray for someone, whoever, you know, you feel like you're not capable of doing that, not... You don't think that God uses you that way. I, I know each of us have our own talents. Each of us has our own abilities that God has given us. And, you know, some of us, you know, may not be able to get up and speak in front of a large group you know, or, or a small group. And, um, <laughs> um, yeah, practice, yeah. Um, some of us, you know, may, may be better, um, you know, behind the scenes. I mean, no, no, no one, everyone in this church is, about, uh, is very valuable. You know, the people that do the coffee to the donuts, which is Phil, or worship. I mean, those, these, these ones are right out in front of everyone. Some of us don't do that. Some of us just clean the church. But we, we need those people. That they have, if they are doing it for Jesus, then they have the right heart. That's what we need. Um, we need to have the right heart. We need to be in the right place. We need to be able to, you know, um, 
The first shall be last, the last shall be, serve, uh, shall be first. We need to be servants. And servants mean we serve sometimes. Sometimes we're in that position. Even though Roger's up here, you know, when he talks, he's up here, he's, everyone sees him, he's still serving. He's serving us. You know, he's not, it's not that he's any, you know, better than us. He's serving us. And then we can serve him. So, um, and we could serve him by, by being here, by listening, by cleaning the church, you know, doing different things like that. But we're, we're serving each other, and then we're also serving the Lord, and we're doing it with a cheerful heart. So um, I'll go ahead and let them do a worship song. But if you'd like some prayer, come forward, or, um, and then I'll close with prayer. How about that?